Out of Bounds. Triple M. Dale Home Southwest Football League. Round 12 action on the way this weekend. Indigenous round. Uh, you and me, Craney, we're going to be out and about with our man Aaron, the horse Evans. I guess we're off to Harvey too, off mate. Off to Harvey, second time. How good was the setup in the grandstand? It's a sensational setup. We're in the grandstand. At pretty mu- We pretty much had the whole grandstand to ourselves as well. We did. We had plenty of room, didn't yeah. we? Hopefully there'll be some... And pre- we'll be watching our next guest. Oh, now I'm looking forward to this. Because this guy was very, very good last week. One of um, the best ruckmen in the league, no doubt about that. Absolutely. Really enjoyed uh, his uh, exploits last week for the Harvey Bulls. We're talking about Michael Robinson, who joins us right now. Robbo, hello. G'day, gentlemen. How are we going? Oh, geez, I reckon gentlemen's a big stretch, yeah, mate. That's we'll wear a stretch now. <laughs> exactly right. Um, as I said, uh, uh, the Harvey Bulls last week up against Augusta Margaret River, and we know that at the moment they're a top three side. You guys put up a real good fight last week. What was what was the reaction in the rooms after the game? Yeah, we. Um we definitely put in a, a, a better effort than the last couple of weeks. Um, we recruited um, a guy, Eddie, Eddie Dan, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I don't know whether it was just him by himself or whatever, but he, he's such a good leader out on the field and instructing guys, and yeah, just just seems to bring the guys an extra a bit of bit of a lift, and yeah, just our tackling pressure at the start was good, and we just built from there. Yeah, it was something we noticed up in the box where it was like you said, Eddie Dan comes in, but it just looked like everyone just lifted a lot. Um, as I said, the team itself. Do you reckon that was the best game you guys have put together so far this year? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Definitely. No, it was a real good performance. And Craney, it was a shame that the, we only had the first the first 15 minutes we couldn't go to air because the Eagles were still going and they were wasting our time. Uh, but the first 15 minutes for the Harvey Bulls, Craney, it was absolutely just brilliant football from them. Now, one thing I did notice, Robbo, you kicked nine goals four, yes. which is a big turnaround from what you've been doing most of the year because you've you know, squandered a lot of opportunities yeah. up front. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I can't remember exactly what all our scores were, but I know for the last few weeks, one or two goals was as bad as it is. That, that, that's about what our efforts have been. But, um, yeah, no, we... we uh, big thumbs up to Cole Hickman as well. He, he had a bit of a blinder of a game as well and presented pretty well at the centre forward and just gave us a good target. So we had a, a, a better avenue to, to goals last week. When uh, Matt Robson comes in down back, does that free up Cole Hickman? Yeah, it does. Like, yeah, when Matt Robson obviously works shift work, so when he's away uh, on the weekend, Cole normally goes goes down back, which obviously robs us from one um, up forward. So, yeah, and obviously Matt Robson's just a gun, gun player, so we'd much rather have him in there than not, for sure. Now, mate, it's been a tough season, no doubt, for the Harvey Bulls. But you seem last week, from all reports, you started to play with a lot of positivity, like you weren't so much worried about them scoring. You were more um, setting up your own game plan? Yeah, I think we, we knew it was going to be a bit of a tough year. We had a lot of a lot of guys leave last year, and, and we're quite a young side. But just seeing a little bit of improvement from each one of those young kids is, you know, is exactly what we want going forward to next year type thing. So, um, and... I mean, our numbers haven't been the best this year, so a fair few of those guys have been, um, you know, doubling up like Colts and, and Lee. So, yeah, the, I suppose that's uh, contributing to us like, falling away a little bit towards the, towards the end of games. But, um, yeah, I, I think our, our structures that are starting to, starting to get a bit better, which, you know, hopefully that's leading into next year, um, will be the improvement of our team. Now, you talked about the young guys there. One of the most trickiest things as an on-baller is getting in the right position. You're very good at that. You, you know where to go to get the footy. What, what do you pass on to the young on-ballers? Because sometimes they can get very lost. 
Yeah, probably the midfield art would, would come more down to the um, like the Jake Collards and the Eddie Dance. Like they they know the you know the, the ins and outs of, of midfielding positioning and, and blocking and all that type of stuff. But um, yeah, I've, I've I've had to learn learn how to work the angles and that because I think I run the hundred meters in about thirty two seconds. So my my yeah, unfortunately, I'm not a quick runner or a powerful runner or anything like that. So I just got to be smarter by working the angles. Yeah, one of the things as you get older, that's right, Robbo, isn't it? Instead of trying to chase the footy all the time, you cut 45s and cut those angles down. Admittedly, last week you seemed to be absolutely everywhere on the field, though. You seemed like you were... Uh, that's about angles, Dan. I was going to say, if, uh, you look like you are a bit of a spring chicken out there last week. Uh, no, that's not what the mindset telling me. I'll tell you that much. Now, one of the very good signs for the Harvey Bulls, your cult side is up and about. Yep. Yeah, that's what I like. And I suppose that's the good thing about a, a small town like Harvey. I mean, these guys, these cults, a lot of the guys come up from when they're 15, 16, getting a little bit of a taste of cults. And, and the cult side that they've got at the moment, I think they've been playing together for a good two, three years now. So I think there's a bit of consistency with playing with each other, knowing knowing each other, exactly how they play. So, um, yeah, I think they're reaping, reaping a little bit of the benefits from that. So, um, yeah, there's... there's they're playing, yeah, playing some good footy, and, and like I said, look, they're not—they're holding their own when they come up and play league as well. So they're—they're they're obviously like pretty good players. And that's very much the position you're in now. You might as well throw everything at it because you are in a rebuild for next year, obviously. Yeah, I think even if we win every game, I think we might struggle to make finals this year. So um, yeah, and obviously we've got to—we've got to qualify the, the young this year. Uh, I think they might just be out of the five at the moment, but obviously they need to qualify if they're going to make finals. But I think once that mathematically becomes a, um, uh, not a probability, I think we'll, personally, I, I haven't actually spoken to the coach or anything like that about it, but personally I would like to see them in the league just get, like, setting themselves for next year, for sure. Absolutely. Mm. Now you take on South Bunbury Whoa. this week. Both sides yep. are having trouble scoring. Yeah. You must go in with a real degree of confidence to this game of footy. Yeah, I, I, I'm not sure exactly what's happening. It's like obviously you, you, you look at the results and you might speak to a couple of people about what's going on. But, yeah, I, I, they've, uh, they obviously knocked off each and then the next week they have a, a bad game. So I hope they had a, a good game last week and this, this week they have a bad one. That, that work out just fine to me. Everyone hopes that your opposition have a bad one. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that, is there? Is there, coming into to a game like this where, you know, you are in with a good shot, is there uh, sort of a mentality where you might sort of think too hard about trying to get the win? Obviously a side that hasn't had a win all season except obviously that first round, but is it one of those things where you, you don't want to think too hard about winning the game or is it like, no, no, we can win this one? Uh, yeah, I'm not one of those people who are putting extra pressure saying that it's a winnable game or anything like that. Um, I, I, yeah, I, I don't think that, that's going to do anything towards winning the actual mm-hmm. game. I think you should just work on different things. And, um, yeah, like, as long as we keep doing our thing quarter by quarter, I think that, that, that'll work more towards winning the game than, than what happened yeah. in the last few weeks. Well, if you put in a performance like you did last week, like I said, I reckon you're in with a real good shot. The games are on Sunday, 2.20 start. Of course, we'll be on air from 2 o'clock. Harvey Bulls taking on South Bunbury at Harvey Oval. Hey, Robbo, an absolute delight to have you on the show. Thanks for joining us, and I look forward to seeing you out there Sunday. Yeah, no drama. Hopefully it doesn't rain. Out of Bounds with Daniel Leach and Alan Crane.
Triple M. Just about to launch into the weekend and about to get into Indigenous Round in the Dale Alcock Homes Southwest Football League. Round 12, before we get to the landmark bye, which is on next week. i so happy with the way that the, the schedule has sort of fallen for this round of fixtures leading into the bye because they're all really good games. They are, aren't they? Yep. Um, are we not going to have any visitors from this one or are we right? <laughs> Look, just just to give you a bit of a, a hint into Radio just, World, just the last sort of last segment that we had with Robbo, all of a sudden these two nitwits by the name of Alan Crane and uh, oh, uh, sorry, well, not Alan Crane, sorry, <laughs> Alan Aldworth. I was going to say, no, you, no, 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 Alan Aldworth and Cliff Reeve. Cliff's not even meant to be here today. Come charging in. They just come to say good day. Come to say good day. As we were talking to Robbo, um, hopefully he didn't get picked up on the microphones. They charge in, start talking away. I was like, we're doing a live show here. It was pretty funny though, wasn't it? I know, I know you stressed just a tad, but I thought that was. Oh, they Anyhow, can, they can look out for me causing havoc for them next week. <laughs> right, let's big look at this. games of footy this yeah, weekend. All games on Sunday. All two twenty starts for the league games. Let's start with first versus third. HBL hosting Augusta Margaret River at Brunswick Oval. Yeah, last time they played, wasn't it? It was a big win to HBL. I think something like 10, 63 points. Yeah. Uh, but HBL, uh, Augusta Margaret River are setting themselves for this, I get the feeling. And talking to Jamo, he's quietly confident they can get the job done, as you have to be when yep. you're going into it. But I just look at that HBL side, Dan, and they just they just look very uh, potent at the minute. And you, you can't find too many weaknesses. The good thing they have is if, if – one player in the midfield seems like they're having an off day. There's someone there to cover. Someone's well, you, in the mid. Someone in the right. forward line looks like they're having an off day. Someone's going to cover that. Same in defence. I tell you, I tell you, I'm going to make a bold call right here. Xavier Williams, best defender going around right now. He is in outstanding oh. form. And you're right there because against Bunbury, Bradley got held. Yeah, you know they held him very well. And then you get Scott Thornton stands up and kicks four. Exactly. And Dave Newman kicks four. Yep. So if you hold one, the other one gets up. Yeah. There. But yeah, Williams very very good down back. And I. I think Quaif returned last he week. He did. Too, he was very good too. Is, um, he's a big boy and very quick. HBL or Augusta Bunga River? I'll go HBL on that one. Collie Eagles, Kerry Park. This is a fascinating game at Collie Rec Ground. Very interesting and mm. very important for both sides. Um, <laughs> they're both sitting there and they can't afford to make a mistake. But either. the point, look, four weeks ago, you were going to say the Collie Eagles could still make the finals. You'd be like, ah, oh, I don't think that's the case. And They, they could they, still make the finals the way they're going. They were playing some pretty ordinary footy yeah. at the start of the year and then they started to get their numbers back and their confidence up. It's interesting. We watched them against Harvey earlier in the year and by no means was it the most incredible game of football. The standard was not fantastic. But you just knew that there was something in that Collie side. There were some players that were playing really well and there was something in that team you're like, oh, you just, you know, for clicks here or there, you know, they're going to be a good team. They just needed to get their line-up back. Yeah, that's right. And uh, they bought a couple in. But gee, Kerry Park have been sitting there in about mm-hmm. all year too and they're on the brink. They're sitting on the seesaw, aren't yeah. they, both of them? They're on the precipice, I think you'll find. Yeah, I thought seesaw would yeah, be no, for I me. Yeah, I like it. It's fine. It's all right. <laughs> Who are you but, going? Uh, look, Collie Eagles may yep. be on form up there. Yeah, I'm going Collie Eagles as well. Eaton Boomers, Bustleton. Uh, we know Bustleton's best can be very, very good, but the Eaton Boomers uh, finally got back on the winner's circle last week. But again, not entirely sort of like, you know, into fifth gear and powering away. Um, keep in mind the two weeks before they'd lost their game. So it's a big game for Eaton just to actually put the foot down, I'd have thought. It is. and But Eaton at Glen Ewan, I don't think they'll let this one slip. Wouldn't have thought so, no. But um, Bustledon were pretty ordinary last week, to tell you mm. the truth. They, uh, they they had a run where in the start of the season yep. where they looked like they were going to be close to finals contenders and then they've dropped off the pace a bit. 
So they're going to have a big ass. Jared Humphreys up front, you know, he's kicking his three or four goals a game. Yeah. So it's pretty hard to stop. Donnybrook Bunbury, both sides six and five. They're fourth and fifth respectively. This is huge. Yeah, this this is huge. Yeah. I mean, uh, Bunbury haven't performed very well against top sides mm-hmm. and Donnybrook are starting to... Donnybrook had a mixed season as well. I suppose you could say both teams. Do you feel like they're starting to get their skates gain on a bit compared of momentum. to Bunbury? Yes, that's right. But Compared only, to Bunbury, though? Yeah, it was only about three or four weeks ago we said Bunbury was starting to, yeah. to but they've meandered back a well, little they'd, bit. They'd won, what, four in a row at one point, and uh, Donnybrook just on a They've won three of their last four. I just feel like Donnybrook are just starting to, yeah, just get their skates on right now. And good to see Kieran Hug. Back in that yeah, last two lineup weeks. for yes. the last two weeks. Now, I don't know whether he stays there for this week, but he's a very important player. He's a very good midfielder. Kicked uh, four goals from them, I think, from memory a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, he uh, can Johnny Brook. He's play. a very good player. And then our game that we're covering, look, as I said before, not a lot on the line for this one, except pride. This is huge for the Harvey Bulls in South Bunbury. I'm tipping Harvey Bulls. Well, Tell me why I shouldn't. No, well, I okay. can't give you a reason for that because okay. both sides are struggling to kick goals. Yep. It's as simple as that. Uh, they just haven't taken much of their chances. South won by 84 points this yeah. game before. Yep. But the um, both sides have just dropped off since then. Mm. South have spiraled. They've had one good little uh, light against the Eaton Boomers and then they'll you know, kick one goal and none goals, but none goals or no goals for a game yeah, of footy. That's about right. uh, look, there'll be a lot on the line, I would yeah. think. Both these sides will go hell for leather. Yep. To, as you said, it's not going to make any difference this season, but it will. Whoever loses this won't be very happy. Indeed. It's our broadcast game, 2 p.m. on Actually, Sunday. I'm looking forward to it. It'll be intriguing. Uh, absolutely. Any game of football is a good game of football to be at for mine. I wonder what the pies will be like, actually. It'll be... Harvey, Harvey, with... Harvey Canteen's really good. I was going to say, get in contact with the Canteen now. Yeah, we, we might make the okay, phone call. We'll make that phone call as we go to the next song. Uh, 2 p.m. We're live <laughs> at Harvey Over. We'll keep you uh, up to date with all the other games that are going on. It is going to be a huge day in the Dale Alcock Home Southwest Football League Indigenous Round. Out of Bounds, Triple M. For the first time, landmark competition going on. Happening in Perth and the Southwest Football League, I get the feeling are going to go in red hot favourites here, Craney. Oh, look, you've got to love playing representative football yes. and um, even better is coaching that. And we're lucky enough to have the coach of the Southwest Football League, Michelle Harris. How are you, Michelle? Yeah, good. Thanks, Craney. How are you guys? Oh, we're always good. Yeah, we're, yeah well, it's, <laughs> it's Friday afternoon. We're knocking off. We're just about fine now. Well, um, that's right. Now, for you, uh, coming up this weekend, as I mentioned, this is the first time that we've had a, a full sort of representative carnival to an extent. Um, as I said, you'll probably go in favourites. The team looks outstanding. Um, are you happy with the side that you're going to be taking to Perth this weekend? Yeah, yeah, really happy. Um, it was... Yeah, it was quite hard to uh, make a few decisions, actually, when it came to um, players. Um, we had two trial sessions, and it was a, yeah, the level of football that the girls played um, was, was really quite hard. It was really impressive, so it made our job quite difficult, actually. Um, a few girls um, had to miss out, um, but that just came down to numbers. There, there's actually quite a bit of talent around the southwest at the moment, which is, yeah, it's a good spot to be in. Before I move on to the um, the carnival, Michelle, just um, on yourself, you know, we've known each other for a long time and you've been involved in the in footy for a long time. You must be pretty pleased with the way the women's footy has grown in this area. Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. It's just gone 
um, the last few years, just leaps and bounds. I mean, it's always been there and there's always been interest. But since um, the AFLW um, started, I think, all of a sudden the interest has just escalated and there's a real, true pathway now for, for female footballers to follow, which is about time, I guess. Yeah, because you know, 10 years ago, it was a bit of a mission to get the girls out on the track. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And, you know, they could come and dabble and have, if they were, you know, um, top quality players, very talented, they could have a bit of a dabble in some state games and then play a bit of women's waffle. And, yeah, that that's about it, really. So, yeah, now there's um, bigger and better things for them to, to go on with. Now, moving on to the weekend, how many times were you able to get the full squad to training sessions? Yeah, we've um, had a six-week program. So we started with um, two trial sessions um, over two weeks and we've trained uh, for the uh, following four weeks after that. So we had our last training last night and then jumped our presentation, and which all went really well. And, yeah, the girls are really, really looking forward to it. So how do you go about as coach, Michelle, because you've got girls coming from all different teams with all different game styles. How do you go implementing your game style in a short period? Um, keeping it very simple, um, Craney. I'm just giving them a bit of an idea um, of how we should be moving the ball and maybe to be yeah, moving it a, a little bit more effectively than, than some of the, the um, women's games that I'm seeing at the moment. Um, but, yeah, with, with all the players um, being, you know, well, quite skilled um, and, yeah, showing a fair bit of pace, they're actually able to um, play quite quick um, footy so and move the ball quite quickly. So, yeah, just keeping it really simple, just just trying to be more effective, I guess. And it's a definite step up in the level of footy. What mm. size squad do you take down with you? How many girls? Yeah, we take 25 girls. Yep. Uh, same as the men, they take um, they take twenty five in their squad. And yeah. you're playing down at Anning Park now. Where? I've, Anning, I've yeah. never been to Anning where? Park. Do Where's you know, Anning Park? Do you know where that ground is, or have you ever been there? Uh, I believe it's not too far off the freeway. It's in Coburn. Um, yeah, it's um, it's not a new facility. It's definitely been there a while, but yeah, no, I haven't seen it. Um, yeah, I guess you know it. it the competition had to start somewhere, so if it's not ideal, then no doubt that will be looked at. That's that's the um, thing. I'm biting my tongue right now on a, on a yeah. whole bunch of different issues because, look, I, I I understand that, you know, this is the first time, like I said, this is a carnival that's been put together, and that's fantastic. But you would think yeah. that they would actually go all out, like they do with the men every single time, like they do with the Colts, put it at a waffle venue, why not? Or put it at, you know, at a, at a real top quality venue in a, in a regional area and, and actually give it the Somewhere credit like it deserves. Table? Well, just give it the credit <laughs> it deserves because we're going to see some really top quality female athletes going out there and they deserve to play in the best conditions. Yeah, that's right. And I guess that's the thing about it. Um, they are actually athletes and they put football above any other sport. Mm. So... Um, yeah, it is going to be a, a high-level competition. And, yeah, like I said, you know, if it's not an ideal um, venue, then um, hopefully things, you know, will be looked at and the whole competition will be reviewed afterwards. And, yeah, if it's not ideal, then maybe we can move to bigger and better things next year or as we, as we progress and the competition grows. 
I'll get off my high horse and talk to the <laughs> WA Country Football League in that case. I sort of, of let him into that uh, a little bit. It frustrated we me as we were going through this the last couple of weeks. But anyway, back to you, Craig. Hey, yeah. You've been on Google Maps too. Obviously, <laughs> I, I couldn't find it, so I didn't know where the heck it was. But anyway. Yeah. Now, can you just run us through the format, Michelle, of the um, of the tournament? Yeah. So there's five regions involved. Um, Peel um, and Pilbara Kimberley are two of the other favourites. They should be quite strong. Um, and everyone plays each other once. So there's no grand finals, no finals as such. It's just um, the winner overall of those um, uh, three games. So you've got a little bit of time between the games. I see one at 9.30 on Sunday and then 12.30. How do yeah. you plan on filling up that gap? Um, well, we can't really go too far. Look, we'll just um, watch other games, I guess, because it's just one game at a time. Um, that's just that kind of venue. Um, we'll just um, pull the girls down and stretch up properly, uh, use that time for recovery and get you know, some good nutritious food and drink into them and, yeah, watch a few more games and see what, what the level of competition is going to be like and, yeah, play our last game and then um, head back to our hotel. So are they 20-minute halves? Is that how it's set up? Uh, they're actually 15-minute halves, 15. so quite short games, yeah. Mm. yeah. Um, obviously, you know, the idea is to go out and win. No big surprises there. But what ultimately do you want these women that go out there to take from this weekend being representative football? Um, uh, look, I just, yeah, like for them to, I mean, and they already do have a feel of um, just what it's like to, to play in a combined team that, that is representing your region I guess there's a lot of pride that comes with that and a lot of tradition I, I guess they're starting their own tradition like the, the men have you know been going for however many years now but yeah these girls are just are just starting out so I hope they can realize um, the extent of, of what they're sort of creating in, in history really well, we look forward to them coming home with uh, a few Absolutely. wins under their belt and obviously with the title, it'll be fantastic to see that happen over the weekend. Uh, Michelle, thank you so much for taking some time to have a chat to us. We wish you and the women the best of luck for this weekend. As I said, it's uh, a landmark uh, uh, moment for women's football to have. Well worked there, a oh, landmark moment, that was That was not planned, don't you worry. <laughs> uh, but they'll get a nice little credit anyway, so they can bill me for that. Uh, but it is a great moment for women's football to have a carnival like this and to hope Hopefully grow this as much as we can. Michelle, we uh, wish you the best of luck. Best of luck for the weekend. Okay. Thanks very much, guys. Out of Bounds. Triple M. And there's a game that involves the Mandemup Tigers up against the Imperials. And I reckon it's going to be a heaving, just huge day. It's going to be a great afternoon. At Tigers. Absolute beauty. Get Tell along. us why. Well... They've got a big day, the Tigers, Dan. Yes. And I thought we'd ring up a bloke who knows all about it. Oh, lots. So we've got Matt Giles on the phone to explain the whole thing to us. G'day, Matt. G'day, fellas. How are we this afternoon? Going wonderful. 60th anniversary for the Manjabup Tigers Football Club. Um, tell us about how, you know, obviously, you know, it's 60 years, so that's how it's all come to be. But tell us a bit about the background of how the Manjabup Tigers came to be originally. Yeah, look, big occasion for the club. Um, 60 years of the, the origination of, of Tigers, as it's now known. Um, we did celebrate our 100th uh, last year. It seems a bit backwards probably to go from 100 down to 60. <laughs> but, um, we uh, celebrated the, the birth of Jardine Football Club last year, so uh, since 1918. 
but in 1959, Jardy then merged with the known as a Fire Brigade Football Club in Manji. And uh, since 1959, we've now been known as the Management Tigers. So hence, uh, we don't need too many excuses. Uh, we'll, we'll have another party. I was going to say, no, nothing wrong oh. with doing another party. Craney's, you know, more than a fan of that. I like the party <laughs> side of it. Yes. I wonder if there was any um, conflict when the two clubs joined together because, oh. you know, we've seen that happen yes. in numerous country towns. Do you know if there was any sort of rivalry animosity. and then all this animosity is the word I was looking for? As there, as there would have been emerging emerging any clubs, but I think uh, the, the longer history has been served by the by the Jardy boys since 1918. Um, as far as I know, the fire brigade had only been around for a few years. Uh, probably didn't have the numbers to warrant uh, going any further. So it seemed like a natural amalgamation for Jardy to come from slightly out of town to relocate into town and uh, merge with the fire brigade boys. And, so in terms of this weekend, um, what sort of festivities are expected? Yeah, look, we're lucky, actually. Uh, it's a good game to play. We're playing Imps. Uh, it's always been a good rivalry between Tigers and Imps over the years, the town derby. Uh, so, yeah, this Saturday, all-day footy. Junior's on first, followed by all our senior grades. Um, and then, you know, hopefully results go our way. But that night, we've got uh, guest speakers you know, talking about uh, old years of Tigers throughout the, uh, the last 60 years. Uh, we're going to have a series of auctions. We've actually had a commemorative jumper made, uh, sponsored uh, by the Bagoyas Farms. Uh, the Bagoyas family is a great sponsor of the footy club. We're going to auction off all those jumpers again. Um, we've actually had a commemorative number plate made, you know, TFC 1959. Uh, hopefully an elder statesman would like to depart with some, some cash and take that home with them. <laughs> Uh, also, we've had the, the design of fire pits made up with the Tigers' head on them, um, ready for young blokes to take camping. So, yeah, there's a whole range of activities on Good ideas, the old yeah. fire pits. Um, yeah, no, they'll, they'll go down a tree, I reckon. The boys will be keen on those. Now, Matt, if you, um, in your club rooms, is there an old Jardy jumper, an old fire brigade jumper? Do we still yeah, have something? Yeah, we do. As, as you first walk into our club, uh, basically front and centre is the... The JRD, the Fire Brigade, and the old original 1959 Tigers on display. Wow. Um, yeah, so it's always good to come down, uh, check out the honour boards. There's gonna, we've had a few people, um, particularly Marie Hodgson and uh, Daniel Trigno, uh, they're getting a, a whole lot of memorabilia organised as we speak. Uh, large displays of all photos from, yeah, 1959s onwards. So if you're a supporter, member, player of the footy club, well worth coming down and they're catching up with a few crew and uh, enjoying a frothy and um, catching up and seeing the old photos and everything that once and was Tigers. And the great thing is it's so important to keep all that memorabilia around. History from the, is Exactly. History is always a big thing for any yeah, sporting right. club, for, for footy clubs in particular around here. It is a massive thing. Well, we wish you the best of luck with this weekend. We know it's going to be a big one all day tomorrow. Tigers 60th anniversary. The league game itself starts at 2.20 between Tigers and Imperials. But it's going to be a massive day all day. So if you are a Management Tigers fan, if you're a Lower Southwest Football League fan and you're up for a bit of a party, I think it's probably a good spot to be at the Tigers Football Club. Matt, thank Thank you very much for joining us and uh, enjoy the day on Saturday. No worries. Thank you very much, gents, and uh, might see you down at the cold one. Out of Bounds with Daniel Leach and Alan Crane. Triple M. Uh, that 60th anniversary is going to be a big one tomorrow. Oh, that will be huge. Oh, dearie, mate. It'll be good fun. If you're a man, jump up. Um, just, you know, maybe walk. 
Just, <laughs> yeah, that's um, right. Yeah, just suggesting. I don't know how the taxi service is, man. Just prepare ahead. If you are going along, just make sure you've got your plans in place and enjoy yourselves, but you know, don't go too far. Be uh, responsible. Uh, be Daniel. responsible. Speaking of responsible. Oh, absolutely. Oh, this man was responsible for you. probably should have tipped coaching up last week because he texted me during the week, but anyway. Uh, mate, well, I was close. I just went out in the branch a week early. Sure. Nigel Reeves <laughs> with us right now to give us the lowdown on everything going on in the Lower Southwest Football League. Hello, Nigel. How we going, boys? Going wonderfully. Good, good. Um, yeah, a big win uh, by Kojin up, getting the win over Tigers. Um, I didn't see this coming, uh, but you sort of did, and Craney probably should have thought he should have did. Yeah, well, I think I did. I'm You'd, going with it. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah, I'm, I'm going with sort of looking at it as well, but... <laughs> We sort of spoke last week about, you know, uh, the importance of, of Tiger's performance the week before was only as good as uh, how they were going to play against Kojima. Mm. So uh, they've been out there with a busy mindset. And, uh, yeah, well done to Kojima up and, and Goose and his boys. It was a terrific win over there. The other one, actually, I want to mention is Darren Flockhart. Uh, he kicked 10 goals on the weekend for Southerners. All of a sudden, he's right up there, top goal kickers this season. Oh, he's been in outstanding form, especially the last couple of weeks. So I don't know a lot about him. I think he's been in Pemberton for a couple of years. But, uh, look, by all accounts, from where he come from, which I think was the wheat belt, he's a terrific player with good form. So, yeah, we've got one to watch as the season goes on. Has that sort of coincided with Jack Hick moving back to Augusta Margaret River? Might have freed him up a bit? Well, it seems to be that way. I mean, obviously, Jack is uh, was a forward in, in waiting, and uh, maybe Darren was is a forward in waiting. But uh, well, yeah, you could coincidence or the way, the way it's happened. But no, he's a terrific player with uh, the runs on the board, so to speak. And ten goals in some tricky conditions yeah. is pretty oh, handy. Absolutely, no. Absolutely. Ten goals in any conditions is pretty handy. Yeah, exactly <laughs> right. There's a nice old bag for you. All right, let's get to this weekend's games. Uh, let's start off in Boyup Brook. Uh, the Roos taking on Cogen up. Cogen up going to uh, make a back-to-back wins this weekend. Oh, well, I think they should do, but it's no different to Tigers a week before where they where they couldn't back up. Well, Cogen up and got it back up and. Uh, with the other rounds of footy as well, they could put themselves maybe one or two games just mm. outside of the four. So within a couple of weeks and a couple of good wins, all of a sudden they uh, they can see the four inside. And their confidence would be riding pretty high after a very good win yeah. last week. So I think Goose's men might have a crack there. Oh, Goose on top. There you go. Back-to-back Gooses. Um, the big day <laughs> happening tomorrow, as we said, 60th anniversary, Tigers versus Imperials. Uh Look, Tigers really need to to win this one after the last couple of weeks, the way they've gone. Yeah, they do. And, and Imperials need to win it as well to yeah. stay in touch for the top four. So it's a big game, uh, a big uh, uh, game for not only the Tigers League team, but for the whole club as far as their anniversary goes. So uh, they'll be hoping to put on a good show. But uh, Imps will be jumping at the bit to try and stay in touch with the four. So I'm going to pick an upset. I'm going to pick Imps to win this Ooh. week. Ouch. I might have to disagree. I think Tigers got their tails kicked last week and yeah. they'll be pretty cranky. Or if they're not, they should be. Yeah. Well, it's not just not just last week, but the week before when they just escaped with a draw against Southerners too. So uh, they really do need to come out. And, and uh, a huge day for the club. Absolutely. So. You don't want to let the club down on a 60th anniversary like that. Um, this is going to be a ripping game on Sunday in Bridgetown. Bridgetown take on Southerners. Who you got? Oh, I just think it's a game of the round, really. I mean, Southerns are in terrific form, and Bridgetown have just answered every question that's been asked of them so far this year. But, uh, yeah, look, the last half last week, Demo showed that they can match it with Bridgetown, but the lead was too much to overcome. But 
Yeah, I think Southerners will, will push Bridgetown all the way. I just think Bridgetown might have enough at home to just get over the line. Yeah, they've been in good form all year. It's. I just wonder, Weaver, how long they can sustain that form for. I know they'll pick a gap again in the finals because um, it's be an interesting game of footy. Mm. Yeah, and they had a couple out last week, especially Jordan Chupp, which is uh, their key centre-half forward. So he's. I don't know if he's playing this week, but he'd be a huge in if he comes in. But with Flockhart uh, producing the form he's produced over the last couple of weeks, they've got to have someone to uh, keep an eye on him. But, yeah, look, Bridgetown have just gone from strength to strength week by week. So uh, I think they'll they'll get over the line with Southerners, but I think it'll be a tight one. Oh, looking forward to a goal-scoring clinic from uh, if, if Jordan Jupp does play and Darren Flockhart down the, down the other end. just to watch. Oh, exactly but right. But you've got to feel a little bit for the backman. Uh, no, I don't feel sorry for Blackman usually, so that's fine. <laughs> hey, uh, Weaver, thank you very much for joining us. We'll give you next week off, seeing as Landmark's on next week, and uh, no footy in the lower Southwest Football League, so go enjoy your week off, and we'll catch up in a couple of weeks. All right, cheers, boys. Out of Bounds with Daniel Leach and Alan Crane. Triple M.